being positive, external influences. In an earlier talk, in an overview of positive attitude, we laid out a summary of multiple facets of positive attitude. In a different talk, we also looked at how the positive attitude pretty much behaves like a belief or faith. And to make changes to our belief system, which is really hard, we must start by looking at our personal opinions, which is relatively easier. And slowly make the changes that we are comfortable with. In a subsequent talk, we looked at how we ourselves are a key source of negativity. And we looked at how we can focus on our self-image as a way to potentially overcome the force of negativity. In this talk, let's look at the impact of our surroundings and how they might influence our attitude. Remember, in our efforts to be as positive as we want to be, we are trying to stay in close touch with our natural positive attitude. And at the same time, we are trying to restrict the negative attitude from interfering with us. The environment around us also provides a lot of positive attitude. There is no dearth of positivity around us. But then, there is also plenty of negative attitude as well. And unfortunately, it's not easy to recognize it. Even when we recognize it, it can be hard to overcome. And this looks unsurmountable. It seems hard to disconnect ourselves from our surroundings, even when they are negative or toxic. It feels as if we are stuck with it. There is a reason. Remember, Everything about us is tied to our own self-identity. The way we identify ourselves, the way we see ourselves, who we are, what we do, what we dream, everything crystallizes into our identity. It is very foundational. Of course, this self-identity is created by ourselves. But not just ourselves our circumstances, who we are born to, where we are born, what we are born into, all of these things that we don't control, these shape our self-identity. Not just that. We look to others to help shape this identity. Our parents, our family, our friends, our teachers, our school, our community, the books we read, the authors, the songs we listen to, the artists, the movies, the paintings, there's tons and tons and tons of stuff surrounding us that plays some role or other in shaping our own identity. We are not ever in isolation. So does it mean we are stuck with it? That depends. We may need to make the most of what we are stuck with, but also be aware of how it can restrict us. 
and see where we can stretch ourselves beyond these bounds. Since the positive attitude, positive beliefs is also about possibilities. Coming back to these external influences, there are two kinds. The first one is the influence of those who are very close to us. And the second is the influence of the rest of the world. Let's face it, it is in our nature to want to be in equilibrium with our environment. We want to be ourselves, but we also want to be accepted by others. We want to fit in and we are equipped to fit in by nature. It is very natural for us to slowly get to an equilibrium state, even when we are placed in a very foreign environment. Or in generic terms, we can get used to anything. We want to fit in or change our surroundings so that we feel the surroundings are in tune with us. And the ones we want to be in equilibrium with are the people we are close to. Our parents, our siblings, life partners, relatives, friends. Very interestingly, they are not our enemies. They look out for us, care for us. They want the best for us. And sometimes they take it upon themselves to help us. This is a positive force, a positive drive. But many times... It doesn't appear that way. They can be too eager, too protective, too controlling, and sometimes too restrictive. When you want to do something, something unfamiliar to others, something that seems to them as not normal, they will discourage you. They will try to talk sense into you. They will try to get it right for you. They will try to fix you. You become surprised at their resistance. You feel disappointed that they are not supporting. You can't understand why they don't see your point of view. And they are so important to us that we can't ignore them or brush them off. You feel shackled. You feel restricted. You may go on a rage, you know, the works of a tantrum. Everyone around us looks at the world through their own eyes. They let their own interests and their own experiences shape them. Their wisdom is their own. Some of that is relevant to us, beneficial to us. But they are not us. They are not in our shoes. And while they look out for us, we need to step up and look out for ourselves. Those who are around us have our best interests in their hearts, but they are also limited by what they know of us and what we want. And both of us have the desire to maintain an equilibrium of expectations. In reality, this dynamic becomes a source of friction very quickly. The protectiveness of those around us feels like a negative attitude. Our reaction would be to fight it, repulse it and even create a distance from them. The reality is that they are not entirely wrong. People who are close to us, who are emotionally invested in us, 
will look out for us and protect us, but they are not us. Our world can be very different from theirs. In the past, changes in our society were much slower. Generation gaps actually took generations to create. That's not how it is now. The world in which a kid grows is rapidly changing every other year. An eighth grader and a third grader can have a huge generational gap. So how could we expect someone who is older to us or younger to us to understand us? The world is also composed of more opportunities, more possibilities, more dreams than ever before. Thanks to internet, knowledge is boundless. There is a great diversity of ideas. There is a great diversity of possibilities. This means that the possibility of everyone being on the same page is really small. We need to balance these two things. The tendency of others who look out for us with the possibilities that only we may be motivated to pursue. Balance and not picking one over the other. We need to be aware that we have a fundamental tendency to be in equilibrium with others, but if we over-index in our desire to be in equilibrium for the sake of it, then we would inherit basically what looks like their negative attitude. And that's what we need to guard against. Take the bits that those around us are providing, their wisdom, if you will, but be wary of how our world is different from theirs and set our sights accordingly. Find that balance. Those who are around us mean well, but sometimes that's not sufficient. Knowing the difference goes a long way in constructively managing our attitude. The other big external influence on us comes from the world, represented through media, culture, traditions, books, co-workers, employers, employees, arts, movies, internet, it goes on. Anything that we group under the label of society. Never, never, never underestimate the power of the world to influence us. And that means we need to look out, look out for the negative attitudes that are prevalent. Again, everything about society is safety and self-preservation. New growth is encouraged, but safely, with less impact on status quo. So let's say you want to ace that SAT exam. And you have been born into a community that is not well-educated, into a family which has traditionally not been literate, you would be under immense pressure to not try to excel too much in the SAT. Yeah, there would be some champions of your cause, but there would be a lot more who would generally oppose it. And you will end up needing to reach into the depth of your courage and desire to fight to ace that SAT test. The desire to excel in something can generate a lot of intrinsic positive attitude. 
But the external forces on what an appropriate thing to do can show up as a negative attitude. Our circumstances of birth seems to fix a lot of things for us by the society. Our looks, our wealth, our faith, our nature, our community, our traditions, our ambitions, our skills. A large number of these are handed to us in one magical second of the birth. And if you want to do anything that is different from what you were supposed to be, the society will resist. And that forms a serious source of negative attitude in our minds. And our own need to be in equilibrium will not allow us to go too far from what we are supposed to be. Recognizing this is important. Feeling more positive means understanding where and why the negativity is coming from. Examining if there is positivity masquerading as negativity. And then finding the courage to be more positive. If one is up to it. This indeed is a personal journey. No doubt about it. There is no formula that fits everybody. The world is more open, more available, more receptive to the change in norms. And you must be aware of it, find courage in it, and dare to be positive. Dare to have a positive dream or a positive attitude. It is, again, up to you to tap into the wisdom of the old, but also tap into the courageous positivity of the new. New dreams, new possibilities, new attitude. And do it in a way that you can find the perfect balance that you and you alone are comfortable with. To wrap up, we are greatly influenced by the attitude of others, by those who are very close to us, and by those who represent our society and culture. There is good in that attitude of others. Rather than labeling it as negative or discouraging, tap into what is beneficial there. But only you know when that is limiting. And find a balance with the possibilities that only you are aware of. The negative energy from others is negative only if you label it that way. Tap into the positivity that is masquerading as negativity and then go beyond that to add your own spin of your own positivity so that you're not always fighting those around you. And at the same time, you find the courage to lift yourself above those. Thank you.